Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerbinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Hi, welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. I'm George Cannon, and you're listening to Episode 15. Finding Clarity Podcast is an opportunity to ask questions that you might have about Christianity that you are either struggling with or that others have questions about. And so we're going to look at another question today, one that I think reflects where everyone's at, everyone has to deal with this, and everyone's got this question. And the question we're going to look at today is, how can I resist temptation? Temptation is a reality that faces every single believer today in the world. And we really want to know, how can I face it? Because, to be honest with you, it's a struggle. And often, it is the source of the defeat that we have in our Christian lives. As we try to live for Jesus, the reality is is that we face temptation, we give in to temptation, and we sin. And therefore, we're defeated. It's a natural question to ask, how can I resist temptation? So as we're going to look at this issue today, I think we need to make a couple of points that are really relevant to where we're at today as far as what the issue is and how to deal with it. Number one, we're going to look at what the real issue is. When we talk about temptation and resisting temptation, you really need to look at what the real issue is concerning temptation. Then we're going to look at a course of action. What is it that you and I can do to maybe deal with and hopefully resist the issue of temptation in our lives? So when we talk about the real issue with temptation, I think the first thing we want to do is look into God's Word and see what it says there. And I think a key passage to understand what the real issue is with temptation is going to be found in the Epistle of James in the first chapter. And if we look at verses 13 through 16, I think we'll see a lot here. So notice what he says, James says in verse 13. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Okay, so when we're looking at the issue of temptation, we want to understand what the real issue here is. We need to take a look at a couple of things. First thing I want you to notice, if you look at verse 13, the issue there is, is you and I can't be involved in blame shifting. If we're going to resist temptation, we've got to quit involving ourselves in blame shifting. Why do you say that? Well, we have a tendency to shift the blame about giving in to temptation. In fact, the most common way that we shift the blame is, is we like to say, and I've heard people say, oh, the devil's really been working on me. And we like to blame Satan for all of the temptation in our life and all of the defeat that's going on. Well, I need to point something out to you. Temptation is not sin. Temptation, when it's given into, results in sin, but temptation itself is not sin. 
And so even if Satan is the one tempting you, Satan is not the one who's causing you to sin. So we need to make sure that we're not shifting the blame there. Ultimately, what James is talking about here is that when we talk about the defeat that comes from the giving into temptation and the sin that results of it, we have a tendency to blame God. Well, if God really loved me, he wouldn't allow this temptation to happen in my life. And I asked him to, to take this away from me, and he didn't do that. And I, you know, we prayed and asked God, God, if you want us to stop, you know, and it didn't happen. And we have a tendency to blame God. And, and really the reality is, is, and this is what J- James is trying to say here, it's really a result of not truly understanding who God is. It's really not truly understanding the issue about temptation, and it's not truly understanding who God is. And so really, verse 14 through 16, the real issue with temptation is, are you ready for this? You and I. The issue with temptation is you and I. The reason why temptation is a problem is because you and I. Why? Because temptation starts with our own corrupted desires. The reason why it's a temptation is because you have certain desires that are corrupted in the area of temptation. You say, I don't know if I believe that, George. Well, I want you to think about it for a moment. Because an issue that may tempt you doesn't necessarily tempt someone else. The reason why it's a temptation to you is because your corrupted desires are fixated on that issue of temptation. For someone else, their desires may not be corrupted in that area. That may not be a source of temptation. But for you, it is a source of temptation. So therefore, our desires, our corrupted desires, they ensnare us or they trap us. And when those desires are unchecked in our lives, they result in sin. James says that the sin then results in judgment or destruction. And then he makes the point, and I think this is really true, if we're going to talk about how do we resist temptation, he says, don't remain ignorant. Don't remain ignorant. You've got to grasp the reality that when we're talking about temptation and we're talking about resisting temptation, the issue isn't Satan. The issue isn't God. The issue isn't the the source of the temptation. The issue is you and your corrupted desires. Now, the question is, and this is what we're going to look at in the last part of our discussion here today, is what do you and I do about this? What course of action can we take concerning resisting temptation? If it's because of my corrupted desires, what can we do about it? Well, let's take a look at that. The first thing I would say is, is if you and I are going to resist temptation, we've got to make that a concerted effort on our point. We need to make that a concerted effort on our point. What do you mean? What do I mean by that? Well, what I mean by that is this. You and I tend to live our typical daily lives going through the flow. We kind of go with the flow of our lives. We get up in the morning. We usually have our breakfast at the same time or same routine. We either go to work or school or whatever we do during the day. And, and we kind of go with the flow. We kind of respond without thinking about it. 
There's no thought process sometimes to our actions and what we do. We just kind of respond naturally. And that's the problem when it comes to the issue of temptation. We don't really think about it. We just kind of respond naturally. And if your natural response is to give in to the area of temptations, you're in trouble. So you've got to make a concerted effort on your point. You've got to be mindful and you've got to be purposed in your heart and in your mind that I need to realize that my desires are corrupted and they're going to give in to these same issues of temptation over and over again. In fact, let me make that point. When you talk about giving into temptations and the things that defeat us, if you look at them very carefully, it's always in the same areas. They may be two or three areas in your life, but you are always giving in to those areas. If you're going to talk about dealing with temptation, you've got to make and recognize, hey, I'm always tempted in this situation or with this type of thing, and you've got to make some decisions there. It needs to be a concerted effort on your part. Maybe you've got to change behavior patterns. Maybe you've got to change where you go. Maybe you've even got to change who you hang out with, but you've got to make a concerted effort. The second thing I would say is this. You need to pray. You need to go to God and ask him to help you with the areas of temptation that you're facing. Again, we have a nonchalant attitude. We kind of like, oh yeah, it's, it's every day. It happens. And again, if I'm not, if I'm just kind of going with the flow, I'm not going to pray about it. But if I recognize, hey, I'm helpless in this situation because of my corrupted desires, I need to pray about it. In fact, if you think about the model prayer that Jesus gave, both in the Matthew account and the Luke account, Jesus says that we must pray and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. There he's saying that in our prayer life, you and I need to be purposing to ask God to help us with the area of temptation. One more thing that I would say that needs to happen as a course of action. I need to make a concerted effort. I need to pray. Here's what else I need to do. I need to be a man or a woman of God's word. I need to be a man of God's word. You need to be a man or woman of God's word. Why do I say that? I want you to listen with me. It's David's longest psalm, Psalm 119. There's a couple of verses here that I think are very interesting. He says in verse 9, How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. So how can I clean up my life? How can I not give in to temptation that results in a sin? He says real clearly here, by listening to and acting upon God's word. So that means I've got to get into God's word and I've got to respond to what he's telling me to do. Here, here, here's another verse, just a couple verses later. Verse 11. Your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Okay, so notice now, he's saying that I'm in God's word, I'm, I'm making it a part of my life so that I don't sin against him, so that I don't give in to temptation and sin against him. I think the most powerful example of what David is saying here is found in the life of the Lord Jesus. What do you mean? Well, think about the temptations of Jesus in the wilderness by Satan. How did he respond 
to the temptations that Satan presented him with. Each and every time, if you notice how Jesus responded, if you go to the Gospels, if you look there, here's how he responded. He always responded with the Word of God. Okay, so let's let's kind of wrap this up here then. If I'm talking about how can I resist temptation, I need to realize what the real issue is. The real issue isn't, isn't Satan. Yes, he's the tempter, and yes, he does tempt me. The real issue isn't God. God doesn't tempt anyone. That's my own misunderstanding. The real issue isn't somebody else. The real issue is me. I am a corrupted person with corrupted desires. So therefore, I've got to make some efforts on my part to deal with temptation and resistance. So I've got to make a concerted effort. I've got to make sure that this is a priority and deal with it. Number two, I've got to pray about it. I've got to ask God to help me with it. And I'm not just talking a one-time prayer. I'm talking about a continual prayer. Pray in the morning. Pray during the day. Pray before you face it. God help me. Sometimes you know that you're going to walk into a situation and be tempted. You need to pray about it. And then thirdly, you really do, and I really do, need to make God's Word a part of my life so that I am strengthened to face that temptation and not give in to it. Finding Clarity Podcast is an opportunity for you to get your questions answered. And you might be there and you might be saying, well, you know, George, I have some questions. How do I get them to you? Well, there's several ways that you can get them to us. Number one, you can use our website. If you go to KerwinsvilleChristian.org, if you go to the contact page, you'll come to a form there and you can use that form and send us a question. You don't have to put your name and your email there. We'll get the question and we'll address it at some point. Another way is, is if you attend our church, because primarily we're doing this for folks in our church. If you attend our church and you have a question, you just simply write it down and uh, pop it in the offering. I'll, the folks will get it to me. Or you can present it to me personally and say, hey, George, I really got this question. How do you, how do you answer that? And we'll see if we can put it on the podcast. Maybe you don't have a church home. We would encourage you to come out to our church. We're located at 700 State Street in Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. Our service starts at 1045. It's a come-as-you-are service, and we hope to see you there. We would we know that you will be encouraged. You can keep up with the podcast through a couple of different means. You can use our app, which is located on the iOS App Store, or through Google Play. You just simply need to type in Kerwinsville Christian Church, and you will see our app. It's free. Download it on your device. And if you go to either, I think it's the sermon section or the more section, you will see our podcast listed in two different places, and you can keep up with the podcast through our app. We would encourage you to do that. It's also a great app for just uh, being a part of the Kerwinsville Christian Church community. We would encourage you with that. The other way that you can keep up with the podcast is to go to iTunes or Google Play Type in Kerwinsville Christian Church or Finding Clarity Podcast, and you can subscribe to our podcast through either one of those avenues, and you can keep up to date with what the latest podcast is. In fact, next week, the question that we're going to deal with next week is one that I hear all the time, and that is, why are there so many denominations? The secondary question to that would be is, 
aren't we all one? Shouldn't there just be one church? Why are there so many denominations? We trust you'll have a good week. We look forward to you being a part of our podcast next week. Take care.